what we call our elevation model, right? So it's essentially what we take our clients through to make sure like with our coaches that we're, that we're getting our clients results, right? And the bottom of the pyramid, right, is consistency. Yo, what up guys? Today on the Elevate Your Life podcast, uh, Joe and I are going to be talking about two main topics. One um, is the biggest reasons that people don't get started with their personal fitness. And number two is once they do get started with their fitness, the biggest reasons why you're not really seeing progress. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to run through a bunch of those and give you some solutions you can actually apply to your daily life. Um, At the end, we'll share our elevation model um, that you guys can use to actually get results. It's what we teach our clients in our coaching program um, to help them get real results in four to six months. So definitely check that out as well. So, all right. So we got uh, a a nice website hold up here with some of the common mistakes, common things that hold up just for some talking points. And I know know, Seth's been coaching for a couple of years and I've been coaching for about six months now. And we see a lot of different excuses and um, they all seem to stem from the same sort of thing, which is usually um, a gap of some sort, whether it's a confidence gap or a knowledge gap or um, anything like that. And sometimes it's just a flat out excuse or a, we'll just call it a motivation gap is, is something that you could, you've maybe heard of before. And we're just hey, going to try to tackle inspiration gap. <laughs> inspiration gap, right? So, you know, at, uh, at Elevate, we don't really believe in, in motivation. We, we believe in momentum, for example, habits, 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 habits. There's a great book out there you should read called The Power of Habits. Their habits are stored in a different part of your brain where you're not even thinking about it. And if you can get your body into a routine, habits feel really good. And if you don't do your habit, you feel weird. And so, you know, that's how we sometimes feel when we're trying to start a new habit is we feel weird or uncomfortable. And that kind of rolls right into starting to go to the gym, right? That first day versus week six of the gym, when you've gone five days a week and you're starting to look better, feel better and, and progressing in weight, right? So it's a total difference. So, so we want to talk about that beginning stage, that stage, that, that part where everyone kind of struggles with getting started. Because once you get started, you know, we all usually know things start to work out pretty well. So we're going to, we're going to jump right into some of these different things that hold people back here. So the first one, the most common excuse, we'll call it, or information gap. And this, this is, you've probably said this before. I know I've said this before in general, we all say this at some point in our lives, right? Um, excuse number one, your thought, Seth, it says, I'm too tired to exercise. I'm too tired. Yeah. I mean, today I was really tired too <laughs> when, I hit, when, I, when I hit legs, you know, um, I, I think the biggest thing with this is just like figuring out your priorities, right? It's like, regardless of like, whether you're too, like, whether you have energy or not for me, I think what helps me so much just be consistent is for one, what Joe, Joe was talking about earlier is, um, just your habits, right? Like when you have habits in place and you don't really need to have motivation, you don't need to think about it. It doesn't matter if you have tons of energy or no energy, right? It's like, it doesn't take any mental or emotional energy to just like go and just continue to like, like he was saying earlier, like the momentum, right? Like I've found, um, like in these last few weeks, right. I've been traveling a little bit. I came back from home in California and it was really easy for me not to go to the gym, right? And um, these last few weeks, I actually wasn't like the most on top of my workouts like I have been the, the previous few weeks. And it's way tougher, right? Like it's so much tougher, even though I love going to the gym. 
Um, but a day like today where I'm kind of tired, it's just like, Hey, my priorities are like, I want to be in great physical shape. Right. Cause I love the benefits of it. Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a lot of ways the strategy can get done. I mean, it, what he was just suggesting there is thinking about the future, right? Thinking about who in five or 10 years, do you want to be able to run around or do you want to have lower back problems? Like most people, do you want to, you know, start developing osteoporosis when you're 50 or would you like to push that off for 20 or 30 years so you can still play golf or something? Right. So there's a lot of, a lot of reasons, you know, uh, motivationally that happen there too, you know, um, there's a lot of things too, if you feel too tired or things like that. So our brain, um, you know, lives with different triggers is what they're called. So basically there's a, 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 a cue and a response and then an action. It's from a great book called Atomic Habits, which I, I definitely encourage everyone to read. This book's awesome. I All read the habits it, books. you know, one summer. So good habits, 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 habits are huge. If you can conquer habits, small things, um, it, it builds up to big results, you know, later on in life, you know, and just anything you do. And so, um, but Atomic Habits is great because it's like what, so when, whenever you get to a point, there's this thing called the tipping point, another great book. You should read it. Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> tipping point. Okay. I'm just going to give you a bunch of books today. I guess everyone's going to have a list of like 30 books to read. <laughs> to the podcast. Sorry. There's just so many books about habits. It's you just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta ingest them, you know? And, uh, but the tipping point. So there's a certain point where you get over the edge and you just do it right. And the tipping point for every single person is once they get to the gym, no one has ever come to the gym, walked inside, signed in, and said, you know what? I'm turning around. I can't do it. I'm too tired. I'm too tired, right? Now, once you're there, there's something in your brain that's just like, you know what? I'm here. Oh, that person's running on the treadmill harder than I probably am. I'm going to go run on the treadmill. I'm going to go get started. And you just get to that point where you get started. So the hardest thing, right, if you're too tired, is just getting out of the house. And if you can just get out of the house, you, you'll go do your workout. If you just get out of the house, you go to your workout. You just got to have that trigger. Got to have your trigger, right? You know, some of the small things you can put your exercise clothing on your pillow. So you're tired. You have to physically move your exercise clothing in order to sleep. You pick it up. You're like, I'm going, right? So you can do a lot of these little small things. You can have a little energy drink, you know, a little pre-workout, you know, a little, um, what was it? My wife and I were doing a brace and we had um, ginger, took a shot of ginger. <laughs> I don't say, have you ever done that? I don't think so. Dude, it wakes you right up. I was, I was ready to run like three miles. Let's go, you know, and, uh, took a little shot of ginger or whatever. It's a, it's a little supplement you can get, but, um, so, so some of it's just like planning, right? Strategies like, okay, I'm committed. I want this for this. Maybe, maybe, you know what, you're gonna have kids in a few years, or maybe you have kids and you want to be able to run around, you know, um, with those, with your kids or maybe whatever it is you're, you're trying to do, um, reach some goals and some sporting events, starting climbing or whatever. Right. So, that's, that's a huge one. So too tired is a mentality thing, you know, 80% of the time, right? Sometimes if you don't get enough sleep, it's really bad, but you know, Seth, go ahead. <laughs> and a lot of what we're talking about right now is really, it really comes down to setting yourself up for success, right? So one, the last thing Joe just mentioned, right. is like getting enough rest, right? If you're very well rested, you're just more likely to make good choices, right? That's one of the biggest things when it comes to setting yourself up for success. Another thing is like having an actual plan that you can follow. So you're not just going to the gym and like willy nilly, just doing whatever you want. Right. So it's like, if you have a plan to execute, you're very, you're very well rested. You have it scheduled into your calendar. Like, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym this day. Um, it, sometimes I like to change up when I go to the gym. Right. But typically I'll go to uh, around the same time for like several weeks at a time, like in the morning. And then I might get kind of bored of that. 
or kind of want to do something else, switch up my routine. And then I'll start going like in the afternoon or in the evening, but I'll do something like that again, creating that habit just so it's like, like Joe was saying, like that cue, right? Like having those triggers, having those cues, it's like, okay, cool. Now it's time to go, which it's funny that you mentioned getting out of the house. Cause you know, some people love at home workouts, but even for myself, I find it really tough to do home workouts because of that exact thought, right? Like I love whenever I start to put my workout clothes on, right. I, I take my pre-workout, I'm getting all my stuff ready. And it's like, right when I get out of the house and start listening to music on the drive, it's like, it doesn't matter how tired I was before that. Like right when I start walking, like you said, into the gym, it's like, it's a totally different scenario and setting. And it's just like that. My trigger is like, when I'm in the gym, I just go hard regardless of what I felt before that. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that like that, that's just a very small percentage of like what I mean when I say setting yourself up for success. And you'll hear me talk a lot about that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, love it. Just get in there and, you know, throw some things around, you know, it's good for you. <laughs> um, all right. Sweet. So um, second one, you know, this is another excuse people can make. Um, you know, it says, I, I can't afford a gym. I can't afford a gym. And um, that's a, that's a, that's a funny one for a lot of reasons. You know, Seth's got a big smile on his face. Seth, why don't you respond to that real quick? And, and I'll, I'll say a couple words too of, of wisdom. I mean, all I got to say is if that's an issue, then it, it, there's just a lot of other issues that are like a reality. If you can't afford a gym membership, right? Like it's 20 bucks a month. 20 bucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you legitimately are someone who cannot afford a gym, uh, heart goes out to you and there are playgrounds, you know, you can go do some, <laughs> right. And I did that in high school, you know, we didn't want to pay for a gym. We went to a playground, brother, I would do dips and pull-ups and go play soccer or something, you know, or there's a, there's a track at my high school. You go walk, you can get for jobs, you can do stadiums, plenty of things you can sort of get creative with if you legitimately cannot afford one. But most of the time, I mean, I want planet fitness is $10 a month nowadays, right? You know, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of gyms, 10 bucks a month. And, um, you know, most people, most people can afford, you know, stuff like that. And so the, um, the thing is, is, is if you really think about it logically, the, the one thing that you're going to have your whole life, and, and I don't think life's about you per se, or, you know, it's really about like how you look or anything like that. I really think it's about like helping people make an impact, things like that. But the one thing that will be the same common denominator in anything that you do, if you'd like to help people be successful, whatever it is, you, it's your body. Like if your body feels awful, you will perform worse at work. If your body feels hurt, you're going to get sick more. If you're not getting sleep, if you're not taking care of it, you're not taking care of your cardiovascular system. I mean, everything else suffers, you know, and then things start to cost more $10 a month now turns into an extra hundred dollars a month in health insurance later, you know, and going to numerous, you know, doctor's visits for heart disease or, or, or stroke, the leading causes of death, you know, in the U S um, are all prevent. A lot of them are preventable illnesses. You know, a lot of people die from cigarettes, for example, you know, and it's, it's a lot of controllable stuff and it's a priority, you know, thing, right. It's, it's wanting to feel good now with your, with your pint of ice cream. Cause it tastes so good. I love ice cream. It's my, it's my bane, you know, I got to avoid it. Right. That love. I feel so good right now versus the short-term pain of man. This is heavy in my, I, my lungs are screaming for oxygen, right? 
and, and the long-term benefit of that one versus the, the short-term pleasure of the ice cream, the long-term, you know, um, pain of that when your knees are hurting and you don't have any cartilage left <laughs> because you've not been working out the muscles and then your bones are scraping. Right. So it's, it's all the small things, you know, it's all that future. It's, it's, how do you want, who do you want to, who do you want to be? How do you want to live in 10 years? You know, and you really want to take a good think on that. And it's never too late to get started. That's the biggest thing. It's never too late to be started. You know, I think the, uh, one of the next ones here, you know, is, um, I'm a parent, you know, I don't have time, right. I'm a parent. Um, or, or I, or like I own a business or I'm like grinding to build my business with whatever it is. Right. I'm in sales. I'm a recruiter, you know, like I'm trying to crush it in my profession, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of the things, right. There's these really important things that we thought through committed to and all that stuff. And then we're, you know, not putting any, any time into, we're, we're neglecting other things. Right. And it's important to, you know, at times, you know, spend time, spend times in important areas that especially help everything else flourish. Right. If, you know, if you're a parent, it's like, you know, um, I'm not a parent yet, be a parent in a couple of years, you know, um, but I've got a, I've got a brother-in-law who's got, you know, a little child. And what he did is he just, he, he built a gym in his house. You know, he found on Facebook marketplace, a bunch of really cheap equipment, made a gym garage. He's got a squat rack. He's got a bench press. And, you know, when that baby's sleeping, he hits the gym, you know, every other day. Right. You know, and he, he's disciplined with it and he's got something there for his wife to do and, and stuff like that. Right. So there's, there's always a way around whatever circumstances in your way and whether or not you're successful in the gym or in anything in life is, is going to be how you react to your circumstances. And a bit, a big thing is like, if you go to the gym, like two to three times a week for like 45 minutes each, right? Like you're going to see tremendous benefits compared to not going at all. So I understand the the time aspect, right? Like Joe and I, we both work like on a minimum 60 hours a week up towards like a hundred hours a week, these last several years, like five, six years. So we get it right. Like we've been like, like both in sales, right. Both working on building our business with that. And like, so we understand the aspect of like, Hey, like you might be very, very busy at times, but it's for one, having a plan in place. Right. Cause it's like, Hey, all I got to do is go to the gym two times this week, three times this week for 45 minutes each. Like I can do that. And you're going to benefit so much. Um, and the second thing is just priorities, right? Like I understand the mentality. Cause it's like, yo, I'm trying to build my business or I'm trying to take care of my kids. Like I'm trying to like focus on that. But the thing is, is like the, the, mm, I can't think of the word right now, the whatever, but <laughs> you're thinking like hustle or something, <laughs> the count the counterintuitive type. Um, it, it's very counterintuitive. Cause right. Like you're taking time out of your, your profession or out of something else to go to the gym right? But down the road, what's going to happen is it's going to pay you back. You're going to have more energy. You're going to be so much more productive when you do go back to work, right? Like let's say you're working out two to three to four or five times a week, whatever it is for you, right? And let's say that takes out two to three hours of your work week, every single week, right? So a lot of people look at that and it's like, like, yo, I'm working like so much less every week, every month, every year, right? But it's like, what that allows you to do is when you show up to work, when you show up to your kids, you're able to have mental clarity. You're not going to have brain fog. You're going to have more focus. You're going to have more natural energy. 
essentially like bottom line is you're just going to show up as a better person when you first take care of yourself. Like if you think about it, you can get a new house, you can get a new car, you can, you're, you're going to get new money, right? You can always like build things back that way, but you literally have one body for your entire life and that's it. And it's like, you can build a whole new business, right? But you only get one body, just like Jim Rohn said, right? You only get one body, so you might as well invest in it. And that's why I'm a big believer because it helps me have more confidence, energy, mental clarity, focus, just makes me feel better, you know? Absolutely. That's wonderful. Um, Next one here, you know, I think we already covered this. It says I need to be motivated to exercise. Again, that just has everything to do with um, getting started. Again, it's just a momentum thing. Um, the the incorrect way or the way that leads to less results would be the idea that I need to feel a certain way in order to do something that is good for me. It's like the idea of I need to feel like eating vegetables to eat them. Sometimes you got to force the vegetables down, you know, to make sure you're getting your vitamins and your fiber and all that stuff, right? You just kind of got to do it. And what happens is you'll learn to love it because you'll feel less lethargic, right? Just like Seth was saying. So um, it's not about the motivation. It's not about how you feel about it. It's about, it's about getting excited about how you're going to feel later. And that's how you can sort of get excited about doing the hard things that maybe you don't want to do right now. Um, next one, I think uh, Seth covered this a little bit too. I mean, he's just, he already knew this list or something. Um, but it says, I, I get bored easily. Exercise is no fun. Um, Seth, how would you respond to that one? Um. So again, I think it's like when you, this is actually going to be one of the topics we cover in the second half of this podcast, where it's like when people are working out and they're not seeing results, right? This, this kind of ties into both. Um, you have to have variation in your exercises. You have to have variation in your workouts, right? I actually covered this in one of my um, Instagram posts the other day, but if you've been working out for quite some time and you're not seeing progress, or if you're getting bored with the gym or with working out, right? Like it's probably because you've been doing the exact same thing for long periods of time. And if that's the case, it's going to get boring and you're not going to see results anymore. And so my suggestion is that you change up like anything in your program, whether that's the workouts you're doing, whether that's the, the amount of reps, the amount of sets, the time under tension, right? How long you're actually doing each of those exercises, you can change so many different things, right? And this helps with a lot of things, right? From the, the boredom, but also again, like I was saying, like you're gonna just continue to see results. Cause what happens is you gotta, you gotta think of our bodies as an adaptation machine, right? I've been talking about this so much recently on my social medias um, and I really wanna drive this point home. So it's like our bodies are adaptation machines. There's one of the principles of of training is specificity, right? And with specificity means whatever you're trying to, whatever outcome you want, you need to train for that specific thing, right? If I'm going to run a marathon, most of my training needs to be marathon running, right? It needs to be running long distances. You're still going to sub, you're still going to implement training, like, um, strength training into that. Cause there's also a lot of benefits from that. You're also going to have mobility and flexibility work in there too. Right. Cause those are all going to increase your performance with running. Let's say you're playing like football, right? A lot of your exercises are going to be focused 
on specific movements you're going to do for football, right? So you're going to do more strength and more power type exercises, or depending on your position, you might do more agility, speed, and quickness type exercises, right? If you want to be a, here's a perfect example. Think of a sprinter and think of a marathon runner. Their bodies look very different, although they're both run runners, right? The marathon runner is typically going to be a lot more lean. They're not going to have a ton of muscle mass on their body because their body wants to adapt to do that thing that they've been training for as efficiently as possible, which means for a marathon runner, they don't need all this extra muscle mass, right? Cause that makes it harder for them to do that activity. Let's say for the sprinter, they need to have a lot of powers, quickness, right? They need to get off the gun very fast. So typically they have a little bit more muscle mass on them, right? They have bigger, bare quads, bigger glutes, bigger hamstrings, because they've been training for that specific thing. Right. And once you get to a point in that training, let's say you've been doing the exact same thing for quite some time and it's, you're seeing results and all of a sudden you're just hitting a plateau, just change something in your program. Right. Like I was saying, you can change a lot of different things. Um, but make sure they're like planned out over a period of time because that's going to elicit the best results. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was doing a lot of heavy squats, a lot of heavy deadlifts. Now I'm doing a lot more reps, a lot more uh, in how you do the reps, a lot more power, you know, quick, explosive, um, more athleticism, doing more like box jumps, things like that, for example. So, you know, just change it up from maybe just a bunch of heavy, heavy eight sets of three type lifts, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So that's, that's great. Thanks Seth there. So, um, boredom just comes from, again, just lack of creativity. You know, if you're, if you're smart and you plan out your strategic, you'll, you'll, you'll find fun. I really encourage, encourage doing sports once a week, um, or something like that. I play soccer once a week, um, at the bare minimum and I have a blast. I really look forward to it. And it's, it's a great, you know, cardio workout and you're getting a lot of sprinting and things like that, for example. So, you know, get creative with it. You'll find stuff that works for you. What'd you say? I just want to add one more thing going off of what you said, right. Where it's just like, I think that actually, I, I, I'm not going to lie. As I started talking on this point, I totally forgot what the point even was. <laughs> um, but the biggest thing is find exercise that you enjoy, right? Like for cardio, if you hate running on a treadmill, then don't fucking run on a treadmill. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to push through Seth. I just got to, I got to do it. I got to grind. Right. And I, I, I understand the mentality, right? Like I wrestled for 13 years. I wrestled in college. I played football for 10 years. I did door-to-door -door sales, right? Like I understand the grind, but at the same time, fitness is a lifelong thing, right? Like you don't want to burn yourself out in a few weeks, few months, few years. Cause every time you're going to exercise, you're doing things that you don't enjoy, right? Like there's principles of fitness, right? You want to follow these principles, right? Like you want to do strength training. You want to do mobility work, all these things, but periodically, like you need to throw in things that you actually enjoy. Yep. If you like riding bikes, ride a bike, <laughs> right? Yep. If you like playing soccer, play soccer, whatever it is for you, just like make it enjoyable, you know, get people involved, like switch things up. Absolutely. You know, the next one is I, I feel too embarrassed or I'm not sure what to do. I feel uncoordinated at the gym. You know, that's a preventative thing you know, that holds you back. And, and frankly, if you're starting working out, you probably will feel weird at the gym. Like just go ahead and expect it. 
You know, if you just expect that, you know what, it's going to be awkward. I'm going to laugh at it. You know what, if you do want people to not look at how you're working out, just wear like mismatched clothing, you know, they'll look, they'll look at your mismatched clothing. They won't really care what your, what your workouts like, you know, but uh, caring what other people think um, is, is a huge inhibitor to not only your workouts and being healthy, but also to your success. It's like, it doesn't matter what the guy next to you is lifting. Maybe, maybe the guy next to you, six, five, three twenty, lifting, you know, 600 pound squat. And you're like trying like for 85 today. Cause you've never squatted before. Right. I mean, that could obviously it's super intimidating. You're like, Oh my gosh, that guy's just probably been doing it 20 years. Day one, he probably, he probably is a stick. He probably, you know, so you just got to realize that um, what, what's the, uh, the iceberg effect, right? The, the tip of the iceberg is what you see, but you don't see the 90% of the iceberg of all the hard work beforehand, right? So everyone wants you to see that tip, but, but often you're not seeing the, the, all of the stuff before, right? So it's like, you can't, you can't let that, you know, get, 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 get you down, right? You know, so a lot of places, you know, I mean, you could, you could YouTube a bunch of things, you know, I like yoga on YouTube. Um, probably the most efficient way to get healthy quickly is finding a personal coach, you know, that you like and trust that takes care of you that really helps you. Um, cause especially if you're first time working out or haven't done in a while, you're going to have some mobility issues. You're gonna have some flexibility issues. And you know, what you don't want to do is jump straight into what you used to do back in high school and then start injuring yourself. A lot of people they'll, they'll go and not do stuff and they'll like, Oh, I went and played basketball for two hours. And the next day I was crushed when they used to do that every day. It's like, well, your body gets adaptable. So if it's not moving much, it's going to very quickly adapt to not moving much. And so if you just jump right back in and feel really sore, that doesn't mean you should stop working out. It means you should work out differently <laughs> to prepare your body for that. And then it won't feel that way anymore. Right. So don't, don't, don't go into this um, mentality that if I feel really, really bad or sore after doing it once I'm over the hill, it just means you've not done things for a while. That's your body responding to that was a lot. I need a little bit less and to work your way into it. If you were to work your way into it, that basketball game is not going to be as tough. You know, that, that squat's not going to be as awkward, especially if you have somebody trying to help you, encouraging you. And, and that's kind of what we believe in, you know, with our coaching program, you know, with some of our methodologies that, that we do over here at Elevate. So one thing that came to my mind as Joe was talking was like the guy who's like, uh, like the huge Jack dude in the gym, right? Like he also had a first day in the gym, right? He also had a beginning to his journey, right? And I'm going to share my screen real quick. Um, and you're going to see, right? Like in the same frame, you see me freaking Jack preparing for my first physique competition, but you also see me when I was in seventh grade at 75 pounds, right? Like I was a little guy and <laughs> see some of these comments. Um, but I was a really <laughs> small kid, you know, and like my freshman year of high school, I, that was my first time going to the gym. I had zero idea what I was doing. Right. And over time you just put in the work, you can start slow, right. You, you don't have to feel sore to like be having progress. Right. Um, in the beginning, you're probably going to be sore. Like Joe said, but just ease into it if you need to, right? Two to three days a week if you haven't been in the gym ever or in a while, and then just work up from there, right? Absolutely. So last point here, and then we're just going to run through our methodology um, of how we coach and some, some big takeaways that really structured approach to your workouts. Um, but the, the last one here is I've tried before and I can't stick with a program. You know, I've got a friend um, um, she's, she's into fitness and she's been working on some, 
you know, some, some different, you know, workouts, especially for her back and things like this. And I remember she was telling me about, you know, working with a coach for about six months and she was talking about her results or what she's been getting and how, you know, at the beginning, it seemed really cool and super exciting. And then she was working into it. And then at some point she missed because of a busy schedule, a couple calls or something, you know, things got busy, right? She became inconsistent or whatever. And, um, the coach, the coach, for example, got mad at her and said that you can't, you don't get any more coaching calls, for example, <laughs> out Whoa. of just pure malice. And it's just like, um, you know, things like that, where it's like, you know, you don't, you don't have a good coach. She just like actually cares about you or you don't have, you know, that, that can happen with that. I mean, that, that's, that's one probably extreme example. Sometimes it's just inconsistencies in ourselves and feeling guilty, for example, we miss something, you know, but you, you never need to feel guilty if you're missing. It takes inconsistency to become consistent, right? So you've got to start somewhere. And just having somebody in your corner encouraging you and, and texting me like, hey, did you work out today? And you're like, dang it, no. They're like, hey, you should go. And then you do, right? So that's that's um, important when you're looking at a coaching program. What's what's the what's the character, the principles? you know, of that coach, are they, are they going to get mad at you because you missed a time in their schedule or is it about you? Is, is it about you and your progress and helping you do well? And if it's a few minutes, you're a few minutes late, how do you want that coach to treat you? You know, those are the things you should ask, you know, when you're interviewing a coach or, or you know, getting to know them. Um, it's just really, see, do you, do you like that person? Can you jive with that person? Do you, do you want to be coached by that person? A lot of times, you know, or what's that, what's that philosophy that they're going to do? Ask, ask tons of questions about that. Cause you'll find a lot of coaching programs don't really have a philosophy. They sort of just give you a workout and say, good luck. And they call you once a week and be like, did you do it? Um, you know, so, you know, I guess, Seth, if you want to just go over, you know, a few of those, you know, important factors that we kind of cover at Elevate that they could be helpful for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And before I go through the elevation model, um, one thing Joe kind of mentioned is like having grace, right? And that's with yourself as well as like your coach have grace for you as well. Where it's, and I think this helps with your, like with your, like um, unconditional confidence, right? Knowing it's like, Hey, if I'm ever on a journey, like let's say with your fitness or with goals, like financially or whatever it is, right? Like you got to know everyone is human. We all make mistakes. And because of that, if you just give yourself grace, when you make those mistakes, then what happens is you're not holding on to that mistake. You're not letting that one mistake or however many mistakes you're making or the time you took a, took a shortcut or whatever it might be, right? Like if you don't give yourself grace, you're going to like really hold on to all that. And it's just going to, it's going to affect your future decisions, right? You might, it might affect your self-image because you're like, Hey, I, maybe I don't deserve this thing. Right. Where instead, if you're like, Hey, I missed the gym. Cause I'll be hundred percent honest with you guys. These last two weeks, I have not gone to the gym a ton of times. Like I have not been on the same schedule workout wise that I have been like for the previous few months. And you know what? Part of me is like, ah, you know, like I'm not, I, I want to be in great shape right now. One of my goals is to be in the best shape of my life, which is kind of crazy because I competed in a physique competition last year. Right. And it's like, even when times like this happen, I just give myself grace. It's like, Hey, you know, I make mistakes. I'm human too. Um, I'm still going to get back on track. Here's still where I'm going. I know what it's going to take, but I'm not going to hold on to the fact that like these last two weeks, I haven't been the best about it. Right. And that helps with so many things. Um, and then going to what Joe was mentioning about like what we call our elevation model. Right. 
So it's essentially what we take our clients through to make sure like with our coaches that we're, that we're getting our clients results. Right. And the bottom of the pyramid, right. Is consistency. And this is the same for everything you do, not just fitness. It's like whatever you do in life, consistency is the number one thing that's going to help you achieve results. Right. Like as long as you show up to work, and put in the work consistently, right? As long as you're showing up to your family, to your spouse consistently, right? As long as you're showing up to the gym and putting in work, right? That's like the baseline. You have to be consistently doing it, right? And before you go too crazy, you can be doing things consistently wrong, right? But if you're, if you're consistently in the gym, if you're consistently putting in the work, that's the first step, right? That's, that's the toughest part, honestly, to like get people to, (laughs) I'll say consistently do right. But consistency is the number one thing. It's the bottom of the fat. It's the foundation of the pyramid. The second thing is there's kind of two in this second pillar, which is exercising two to two to five times per week for 45 plus minutes, right? Depending on your goals, depending how like your activity level will determine how many times per week. And then the other one is macronutrients and calories, right? So whenever, after you have the consistency down, whenever you're going to the, if you're going to the gym two times per week and you haven't been going for a while, you're going to see a lot of results, right? You're not going to, you may not be in the best shape of your life, but as long as you have that consistency, you're going to the gym, you're exercising two to five times a week for 45 plus minutes. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You're going to see so many results. If you also add on eating your macros and the right amount of calories, right? So the way you can figure out your calorie intake, type in TD, eecalculator.net. You go to that website and you type in your basic info, your, your age, your, your height, your weight, your body fat percentage, your activity level. When you get to the body fat percentage part, Google body fat percentage, right? Look at the picture and estimate where you are. If you don't know exactly, that'll give you the amount of calories you burn per day with exercise and activity. Once you have that number, don't change anything about your eating. Start tracking your eating for like at the minimum, like three days at the very minimum, right? If not two weeks, if not for like a couple, a couple weeks at a time, right? You don't have to do this forever. Cause if I'm being honest, I don't track my food, but that's because I'm at the intuitive eating phase. I've been doing this very intentionally for over 10 years. For the average person, you're not going to want to track your meals all the time, right? But you do want to do it periodically so you have a baseline for where you're at. So let's say your TDEE is 2,800 calories, right? Let's say after you start tracking for three days, you realize you've only been eating like 2,000 calories. Don't, like the next day, don't all of a sudden start eating 2,800 calories, right? Work your way up to that slowly increase your calories by let's say like 150 to 200, let's say 150 to 300 calories in that first, that first day. And then do your best at hitting that number for like 
a week and a half, two weeks or so, and then increases those calories again, to like two to 300 calories. Right. And then, so you're slowly going to be working up or down to that TDEE. And once you're there, what's going to happen is your metabolism is going to start working the way it should be working. Cause most people, it's going to sound funny, but most people are either overeating or undereating. Not a lot of people are eating the amount, the right amount of calories they're supposed to be eating. Um, and then macronutrients, right? Your macros are your carbs, proteins, and fats. I'm not going to go super in depth on that. We'll talk about that in another podcast, right? But carbs, proteins, and fats are your macronutrients, which means they're nutrients your body uses in large quantities. Okay. Now next step of the pyramid, another two, which is 10 K steps a day. I like to say keeps the doctor away. <laughs> um, Clever. And then, and then micronutrients, right? So the, t- the 10,000 steps, like that's just a baseline. What this is really summarized by is your activity level, right? So a lot of people have a lot of health, health issues and kind of like bodily issues because they're very inactive. They're sitting a lot of the day, a very easy way that you can increase your metabolism is just increase your activity level a little bit, right? Like 10,000 steps a day is not crazy. So whether you have to wear an Apple watch, track it on your, your iPhone or Fitbit, a, a whoop band, whatever you have to do to track your steps, right? Like just shoot for that 10,000 plus steps a day, Mark. And that's a good baseline. Um, micronutrients are, are nutrients your body requires in small quantities, right? So vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients are your micronutrients. You can get these from a lot of uh, vegetables and fruits. Very simple way to get them, vegetables and fruits. Um, you can also get them from vitamins. Um, and then the next level of the pyramid is hydration, right? Um, depending on your activity level, depending on your size, you should be drinking like, I've heard anything from like 0.6 of a gallon up to like 1.2 gallons right? If you're a small girl, like 120 pound girl, you could probably drink closer to like the 0.8, uh, like the 0.6 to 0.8 mark. If you're a bigger dude, who's very active, you might be able to drink closer to like that one to 1.2 mark. Right. Um, and then the very pinnacle, um, of the pyramid is variability. And I'm, Variability is what I was talking about earlier, pretty in depth, which was like, it's funny because the very bottom of the pyramid is consistency and the very top of the pyramid is variability, right? You have to be consistent with getting into the gym, eating like the right amount of food, eating the right quality of food, but also you have to be switching things up mostly in your training, right? Um, You don't have to really change things up in your diet as much. If you're eating the right foods, the biggest variability you need in your, your diet is just like a plethora of like a uh, different type of vegetables, plethora of different type of food. So you can get different nutrients, um, but variability in your training, like I was saying earlier. So those are the eight pillars of success, um, in the elevation model that we go through all of our clients to make sure they're consistently getting results. Absolutely. Love it. Well, thank you all for being here um, on the Elevate 
you know, Nation podcast. Is that what we're 100% calling it now? Elevate Nation podcast? Elevate, the Elevate Your Life. <laughs> Elevate Your Life podcast, right? Wink, <laughs> face, face. Um, Elevate Your Life, thank you for being here for the Elevate Your Life podcast. We appreciate you guys. We hope this was uh, super helpful. We hope it, that you would subscribe um, to our podcast or YouTube, different, different social medias. You know, our, our mission is to help make fitness and, and being healthier just a more sustainable thing that's not, you know, this this big fad or not this just one thing you do once a month. Instead, it's a, a lot of small things that you start doing over time to help you be healthy your whole life, you know, and, and avoid some of the, you know, the pain that a lot of people go through, especially in the United States, you know, with, with a lot of our different, you know, fast foods and things like that. And a lot of our different, you know, um, you know, health issues as, as a nation. So um, we hope it helps and we hope you have a great, great rest of your day. Before you go, just make sure you hit that subscribe button in the video, hit that follow button on Spotify and follow us on all our socials.